0: of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. Michael's and St. Michael's Day. As you can see by my attire, clearly I must be an angel myself, but if you speak with my wife, she may have a different version of that story. In Revelation Day, we hear how War broke out in heaven. Hmm. I was talking with Father Greg the other day. So what did that look like? Was it hand-to-hand combat? Or I guess that will just have to remain a mystery for now. But angels can and do play an important role in our lives, as many will attest. I know of a woman who, when she was near death, saw two angels at the end of her bed waiting to take her to heaven. Another more recent example is of a woman who was seriously ill in the hospital with COVID, and because of COVID, no one could come visit her, and she was all by herself. But she felt the presence of angels sitting on her bed. Angels are all around us, and I believe that they are messengers from God messengers sent to comfort us and to sometimes to lead us now Philip too was a messenger not an angel necessarily but a messenger as we look at today's gospel I think if we just go back a few verses for context it's helpful let's go back to where Jesus found Philip and said to him follow me Philip was from Bethsaida the city where Andrew and Peter were from Philip found Nathanael and said to him we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote Jesus son of Joseph from Nazareth you may remember Nathanael's response can anything good come out of Nazareth Philip said to him come and see come and see well good old Nathanael he's kind of the mystery disciple in the new testament His name isn't even mentioned in the other three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Only in John's Gospel do we hear about the disciple with the parochial ideas about Galilean towns. So picture, if you will, our man Nathaniel, perhaps a fisherman by trade. He hails from Cana, another in a long line of undistinguished hamlets in the Galilean region. The region itself is rather undistinguished, not unlike what Newark is to New York. The whole of Galilee is more or less a backwater region, noted mostly for a small lake, which is frequently called in an exaggerated fashion the Sea of Galilee. But within this dull little province were equally dull little towns. Jesus was from Nazareth, Nathaniel was from Canaan. The two were maybe 10 miles apart, just wide spots of the road, really. In spite of Nathaniel's skepticism, he accepts Philip's invitation to come and see. Now, I think the most remarkable thing about this story is not that Nathaniel believed, but that Jesus, in one sentence, gave him a glimpse of who he really was. Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel never thought of it that way before. But that's who he was. And he was given the nickname of Honest Nathaniel. But when Jesus spoke to him, when Jesus spoke to Nathaniel, he immediately knew he was in the presence of someone special, someone whose importance was different than anything he had known or expected. The casual come and see from Philip offered a transformation of a whole life inside and out and it requires listening even if we resist at first Nathaniel listened to the voice of Jesus instead of his own prejudice and small thinking and that's our challenge as well we're invited to respond to Philip's simple invitation to come and see but like Philip and Nathaniel as followers of Jesus we're called to do even more not only are we called to come and see, but we're called to go and tell and to show and tell. Now, the first part is pretty simple. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. See it firsthand. Experience it. My son, Andrew, like a lot of other children growing up, didn't want to mix any of his foods together. He kept each item of food separate on the plate. They couldn't touch each other. And he would eat all of one before he would proceed to the next. I told him, well, you know when it gets to your stomach, it's all going to get mixed up anyway. But he said, absolutely not. His stomach had separate compartments for each kind of food. No amount of coaxing could seem to, to change his mind. One day I tried a new recipe. Kraft mac and cheese with a pound of hamburger and can of Mexican-style tomatoes, and voila, dinner, and guess what? Mikey, I mean Andrew, loved it. (laughs) Amazing what things you can mix with mac and cheese. Just like Philip's invitation, some things you have to experience for yourself. You just have to come and see. Andrew had to come and see. Now, as a footnote, and pardon a little bragging, my son is now an award-winning chef, in Raleigh and he mixes all kinds of wonderful things. We are called to give that invitation to everyone to come and see. That's the essence of every evangelistic effort there ever was. It's simple, come and see. Come and see what's going on at St. Michael's. Come and see what's going on with our choir and Andrew. Come and see our Sunday school program with Tiffany and our youth program with Emily. See for yourself how much fun this Christian life can be. Come and see. See what our Savior can do in your life. No judgment. We won't force-feed you our Episcopalian beliefs. No threat at all. Just a simple invitation to come and see. Experience it firsthand. Then we need to go and tell. Go and tell. Because nobody will know the blessings of the Christian life unless we invite them. That was Philip's greatest strength. He wasn't afraid to ask. He wasn't afraid to invite others to come and see. So how about you? When was the last time you invited someone to come and see? I don't want to make you feel guilty, but I do think it's important that we encourage each other to be about the commission that Jesus gave us. The very last thing in the Gospel of Matthew Is the great commission to go out and make disciples. And you see, once we come and see, then we're called to become leaders as well, to go and tell. Go and tell because no one can believe a story they've never heard. In the Disney movie Finding Nemo, the fish Nemo has been captured by divers and taken to a new life in a saltwater aquarium in a dentist's office. He feels lost and alone, One day a pelican lands on his windowsill, and when he discovers that the new fish in the tank is named Nemo, he excitedly begins to tell Nemo that his father is looking for him. Nemo, aware of his father's insecurities and fears, does not believe that he would be brave enough or resourceful enough to track him down all the way from that reef to Sydney. The pelican says it's true and then recounts for Nemo all that his father has gone through to get to him. He explains how his father has, been, has bested three sharks and a, a uh, fish with enormous teeth and a jellyfish forest. The pelican assures Nemo that his father is probably out in the harbor right now. Finally understanding the depth of his father's love for him, Nemo shrugs off his complacency and becomes even more determined. To get back home there's so many people in the world who feel abandoned by God and if they even think of God at all he's a distant figure not interested in their lives they have no concept of what God has done for them and to redeem them and bring them safely home they don't know the story of how Jesus took on flesh and then after being mocked and scourged was crucified for our sins then three days later was raised from the dead if more people knew and believed in that sacrifice and that resurrection their lives would find new strength and purpose and they would seek know God on a deeper level we are called to be like that pelican we're called to go and tell to share what God has done and what Jesus is doing for us not only are we called to go and tell but we're also called to show and tell And that may be the even more important part than the go and tell. Because the show and tell is the meat in the hamburger of evangelism. Without it, it's just bread and sesame seeds and a lot of condiments. The meat is what gives it body. Once upon a time, there was an auto mechanic. He was the best auto mechanic in the world, most knowledgeable. He loved cars all his life. He ate, slept, and drank automobiles. even blindfolded he could tell you what kind of car it was just by the sound of its engine. Over the years he amassed manuals and information on almost every kind of vehicle that was ever made. He could talk about a 1943 Willys Jeep or Nash Metropolitan or a Piercero. He knew them all. Not only was his knowledge amazing of itself But he was gifted in a way that he could fix almost all these automobiles in his sleep. In his huge shop, he had every tool you could ever want or need to work on any vehicle. He had drawers and drawers of wrenches and sockets in standard and metric. He had screwdrivers and pliers of every shape and kind. And specialized tools, too. But there was only one problem. The only one problem, he never worked on anything. He spent most of his day organizing and cleaning his tools. As a consequence, his knowledge and skill did no one any good because they never came to his shop anymore. What good is having the good news of Jesus Christ if we don't live it and show it? Telling is great as long as we show what we tell. And sometimes the telling is louder when all we do is show. One day, St. Francis of Assisi invited a young monk to join him on a trip to town to preach. The young monk was so honored to get such an invitation that he quickly accepted. On the way, they passed beneath a tree, and St. Francis bent down and lifted a small bird back to its nest. Then they went on and stopped in a field crowded with reapers, and Francis bent his back to help load a cart with hay. From there, they went to town uh, town square where Francis lifted a bucket of water from the well and carried it home for an old lady. All day long, Francis walked through the streets and alleys and they rubbed shoulders with hundreds of people. Each time they stopped, the young monk was sure that St. Francis would stop and preach, but no words of great truth or wise discord ever issued from his mouth. Finally, they went into a church, but St. Francis only knelt in silence to pray. At the end of the day, the two headed back home. However, not once had St. Francis addressed a crowd, nor had he talked to anyone about the gospel. The young monk was greatly disappointed, and he said to St. Francis, I thought we were going to town to preach. St. Francis responded, My son, we have preached. We were preaching while we were walking, and, and everything we did, we were seen by many and our behavior was closely watched. It is of no use to walk anywhere to preach unless we preach everywhere we walk. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words if you must. It's no secret that the church seems to have forgotten what it means to preach the gospel. We've lost the fire in the belly for evangelism. Maybe it's because we aren't following through on that show-and-tell part. Do you remember in grade school how excited you got when it was show-and-tell day? You just couldn't wait to get to school to show everyone this great treasure you had. You wanted everyone to share in the glory of that treasure with you. That's all evangelism is, sharing the show-and-tell about eternal gifts. The best kind. A preacher by the name of Nathan Williams told of two men who had been business partners for over 20 years. They ran into each other one Sunday morning as they were leaving a restaurant. And one of them asked, where are you going? The other replied, going to play golf. How about you? The first man responded rather apologetically, I'm going to church. The other man said, why don't you give up that church stuff? What do you mean? His partner said, well, we've been partners for 20 years. We've worked together, attended board meetings together, had lunch together, and in all these 20 years, you've never asked me about going to church. You've never invited me to go with you. So obviously, it doesn't mean that much to you. Don't let others think that your faith doesn't mean that much to you. Come and see Come and see for yourself what Jesus can do in your life. Go and tell. Tell what Jesus has done and is doing. And then show and tell. Tell them, but more importantly, show them through your life and actions. And then be like Philip. Invite them to come and see. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you like today's message, please subscribe to our podcast, And be sure to tell your friends. You may also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Orlando. Until next time, remember, God loves you with a love you did not earn. And therefore, you can never lose.